took control. Thank you, Lord. Anybody got that power? 
If you got that problem, see ya. worship God in our giving. Come on, we ought to be shouting about now. It's time for us to return back to God what rightfully belongs to him. It's called the tithe. So we give our tithe. Give your very best offering. Amen? We want to honor God this morning. I have a famous saying that I always use. He honors those who honors him the most. Come on, let's honor God. Ushers, come forward, let us pray. Father God, I thank you this morning. I give you honor, praise, and glory for who you are, O oh Lord God. Father, we pray, O oh God, that you receive our gift this morning. Receive our tithe. Receive our very best offering. And Father, we say thank you this morning for an opportunity just to worship you in our giving. Now, Lord God, breathe on it this morning. Hold up your offering this morning. Breathe, Father God. Meet every need. Oh, God, even desires, oh, Lord God. Meet every desire, Lord God. Do what you said that you would do. Open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, Lord God, that we don't have room enough to receive. Lord, I decree and declare today, open heavens in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we stay old school just for a second here? We want you to help us sing this song. It says, the Lord, y'all help us sing it. He's blessing me right now. Come on, if you know it, sing it. Oh, right now. Oh, the Lord. What is he doing? He's blessing me. Oh, right now. Oh, oh, right now. What did he do? He
God some praise. We're going to bring it up to date here.
thank you for your presence in the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to church. Amen. I want to seize this opportunity to say thank you to every one of you for the path that you played during our church anniversary. I want you to know that the community is very moved by your action and your giving your, and the teamwork. There's no way we could have done it without everybody playing their part. And we are grateful that God has blessed us in this church. We don't have to really be going anywhere. All that we need is right here in the house. And so we are grateful, grateful, grateful for your faithfulness. Thank you for your obedience. And thank you for all the giving. Because I'll be honest with you, I share this with the deacons and the deaconess. This is the first time in my 27 years of being here that we did a program and it's profitable. It's the first time. So usually when we do any event, we suffer a loss. So, but because of you, and because of your faithfulness and because of your commitment and this church is turning things around and I'm believing God that the standard that you set this past weekend it's not just going to be for this church it's going to be for the entire black community because to whom much is given much is required I hope you learn the same lesson that I learned, and that is that we have incredible potential here. We just have to make sure we don't settle for being average. And I'm grateful that you have now raised the bar, not just for our church, but for the whole community. Thank you so much. I pray that God will reward everyone for the part that you played to make things happen for all of us. I'm always amazed, but I'm not surprised because the Bible says the children of this world are wiser than people who are in the church, you know. And one thing that the people in the world have learned even as we go through sports season, they have learned that teamwork works. So the church never picked that up. So everybody is working their own little silos, little kingdom. But when we came together, I'm amazed how the whole community responded and how all of heaven rejoiced with us. So let's not 
back down from that. Let's keep that going. There's a place for every one of us in the kingdom of God. So just find where you belong and make sure that when God comes back, he finds you working. Did you hear what I just said? Because the Lord is coming back. But when he comes back, don't let him find you with your work undone. And don't let him find you just sitting down doing nothing. He said, behold, I come quickly. That's what he said. He also said, not only is he coming, he said, my reward is with me. That's in the book of Revelation now. He said, those reward is to give to every man, every woman, according to their own performance. So, some people will be crying that day because they have not been faithful. And I have found out that when you are faithful over little things, then it makes you ruler over much. So it's a win-win situation. So here's what you do for, your, for the monies that you gave. Now, don't think in terms of donation. Operate in the kingdom of God. You have to have kingdom mindset. Expect God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Expect God to give you double for your investment. What you gave is only a seed. But you know some people, I guess the preachers are to be blamed for this. I don't know. Some people will plant seed and in their mind they're giving a donation. So they get nothing in return. Then some people plant seed, they never go back and reap the harvest. So the seed produce fruit, but the fruit rotten in the field. So we've got to adjust our thinking. There's something called common sense. There's something called earthly sense, but it's a kingdom mindset. So if I help you, I'm not just helping you. Jesus said, when you do it to the least of this, you've done it unto me. So i got to think kingdom. So that same kingdom mindset said, if you give, it's not a maybe, it shall be given to you. So expect yourself to be blessed. Some of you may even need the blessing of God in other area. So if you're sick in your body, expect God to heal you. Because you gave your time. 
Some people work all month, non-stop. Some people are sleeping, I call them in the middle of the night. Only pastors can do crazy stuff like that. I say, we've got things to do, get up. Oh, I'm trying to sleep. I'm awake too, so you're awake. <laughs> we've got things to do. And not a single soul said no. Everybody. Obedience births blessings. And now we've got space to breathe, you know. But we're not going to be breathing for too long. Because always be excited to do work for the Lord. Amen. Amen. In this month of October coming, we've got a few weeks to rest. As soon as October gets here, we have a women's conference coming up. Then we also have fall fest coming up. You may not need candy for Halloween and all that stuff. But somebody out there named the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you may be the, first, the one that God will use to reach them. Maybe you cook food. Maybe you serve them. Maybe you're playing games with them. Uh, all different activities. So never, never get tired. Never, never get tired in serving the Lord. It is too rewarding. Amen. So in case you missed it, I already preached. What I've been explaining to you is how to be blessed. A lot of things that we pray for, we don't need prayer for it. We just need to work the Bible. All right? So, say for example, we pray for money. Where well, he already promised going to give you money. Psalms 34 verse 10, he said, Lions, the king of all the animals, still suffer and have lacks. He said, but those who belong to God will never lack for anything. And here you are, you're praying. But what you need is to adjust the thinking. So when I'm running low in cash, then I have to remind myself, self, the Lord said he will supply all my needs. You see how this thing works? It's kingdom mindset. Because we already know God will never lie. He's not a man. He don't lie. He cannot even lie if he wanted to. <laughs> He's God. So I have to adjust my thinking and say, okay, he said if I'm willing, if I'm obedient, I'm going to eat the good of the land. That's nothing to pray about. I need to ask myself, am I willing? That's right, Reverend. I need to ask myself, am I being obedient? Am I, or I've been goofing off or slacking. That's on me. So I don't need to say, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. No, I am already blessed. 
you are already blessed. Believe it or not, you are already healed. Amen. You need to see yourself as God sees you. I was talking to one of my ministers from Maxfield, uh, Sister Williams. You know, her son had an accident. You know, he was he was working somewhere in New Orleans area, and then he fell down. 40 feet. He was trying to supervise his employees. You know what I was looking for? What she believed. Whenever you are talking to me, I'm checking out your mindset. I'm trying to see, is this one of my members just another religious idiot? There's a lot of religious people they have no clue what's going on in the kingdom of God. And I counted how many times that woman said, my son will live and not die. Eight times. What is there to pray about? When you already name it, and you claim it, and you stand on the word of God. Well, you, you can stay religious if you want. But some people are growing in this house. God said it. It is certain. So it's up to you and me to believe. And notice how it works. You have to work it. Just knowing the Bible is not enough. That's knowledge. It's, it's good to know. It's good to understand. But you have to apply. The application of the word will reduce your prayer load. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I need to buy my own thing. <laughs> A lot of what you are crying about just need to work the word of God. All minds clear? Now let's all get up and say hello to somebody. It's a good day to be blessed. Just, just love on them. Say good morning. It's good to see you.
ministers here from New York. Please, please, Elder Teron Jones. Man of God, will you come up and say hello to your church family? By the way, you look good, sir. Amen. We're so proud of you. Thank you. Good morning, saints. Good morning, saints. I'm glad to be home. We're here for the Peabody Magnet High School homecoming. Yes, sir. My class, the class of 83, this is our 40th year reunion that God has walked with us and talked with us and blessed us. So we've been celebrating since Wednesday. We're doing an all-white breakfast, brunch, and worship this morning for the Bentley. So if I bounce out early, you'll know where I'm going. But it's good to be home. It's good to know that God is still God. It is still good to know that every word that pastor has spoken to us is life. And my favorite scripture is Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And part B says, and you'll eat the fruit thereof. So this morning here at Zion Hill, we're speaking life. We're speaking hope and joy and peace and the grace of God. Be blessed, saints. Thank you, Elder Jones. We appreciate you. Turn to the book of St. Luke, chapter 23, verse 42. By permission of the Holy Spirit, I want to talk with you about your salvation, your deliverance, and your provision. The book is the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 23, verse number 42. Thanks to our worship team and the choir, all the ushers and greeters and parking lot attendants, all of our technical crew, we appreciate you, media, sound, Graphic, what a blessing. We got it all. Amen. Luke chapter 23, verse 42 says, And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Let's pray. Our Father and our God, we are grateful for another day of blessing. Lord, we thank you for the reasonableness of the weather. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. We know all good things come from you. And we say thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to gather one more time in the house of the Lord. Lord, I pray that you would touch us from the pulpit to the pews. 
We need your touch this morning. Holy Spirit minister to us in a very special way. There are questions in the house. But Lord, we know you have answers to every one of our questions. Lord, we pray that you will touch our lives. We pray that you will answer our questions. We pray that you will save us from our own self. Glorify yourself in the house. Somebody is out there live streaming. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will touch them right, right where they are. Somebody will be listening on radio, watching on television. Lord, you promise your word will not return void. Lord, I pray for miracles, signs, and wonders in this house. I thank you. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It's not been conceived in the hearts of men what you, God, has in stock for those who love you. We love you. We reference you. We adore you. And we thank you for your presence in this house. Have your way in this house. We shall be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. So glad to see all the ministers of the gospel. We appreciate every one of you. Our subject for discussion this morning is titled, the gospel according to a thief. The gospel according to a thief. I'm mindful of the fact that today is our communion Sunday. So I want to share a story with you of what happened at the cross. I've always told you an average African preacher is a storyteller. But inside that story are many revelation knowledge. So I encourage you to please pay attention. For those who like to make note, I only have four points. So make sure that you don't miss any of those points. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have been reading your Bible, you will often hear that there are four Gospels. Namely, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and what? And John. But please permit me to suggest to you that beside those four, your life can be a gospel. In fact, in my years of pastoral leadership, I've had privilege to minister at so many homegoings. And if you are paying attention, what I do at homegoings is to let the life of the deceased 
speak to the congregation. It's very unique to your pastor. And I will warn everybody that as you are watching me as your pastor, believe it or not, I'm watching every one of you. Somebody say, may the work I've done speak for me. So your life and my life is a sermon by itself. When you're not faithful to your own spouse, I'm making note. When you neglect your children, I'm making note. When you serve faithfully in the kingdom of God, I'm making note. One thing unique about your pastor, I have an elephant mindset. I remember things. I never will forget one woman of God. Her name is Tadami. She invested $300. It is the $300 that led to this building you are sitting in. I told the whole world, your life is a sermon. My life is a sermon. That's why it's very important that you live a righteous life, as best as you know how, while you are still here. Today, I want to share with you how a thief on the cross is preaching to you and me. For the sake of time, come with me to a place called Golgotha. There you see the cross. And guess what is taking place? Crucifixion. Am I still in the book? While the crucifixion is going on, Jesus being crucified along with two thieves, the disciples split. That's a fancy word of saying they fled. Every one of them. The only person remaining was John, the beloved. I can stop there and preach. You never know who your friend is until you're in trouble. Am I right about it? The Bible recorded that the women also stick around. The women were crying. The women were, were weeping. Then Mary, the mother of Jesus, she was there also. That's another sermon by itself. I don't just read through the Bible. I let the Bible speak to me. We live in an age where Mothers will birth a child and drop the child off at the police station. Some are so wicked, they will birth a child and dump it in the trash. And nobody shouting today. But here is a mama. Not only did she birth that child, 
Not only did she raise that child, she was there through the thick and thin, even at the point of death. She was standing there. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? A lot of blood spilling around. A lot of people screaming and yelling. A lot of tears. Even some people were even mocking Jesus. And believe it or not, they were there. There were some people there who were cheering. What is going on? Don't just take communion. In all your getting, get understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, in the midst of all that that's going on, no one gets it except a thief. Notice when we were present, the Pharisees was there. The Sadducees was there. The governor of the state was there. The king of the city, Mr. Herod, was there. The soldiers were there. The crowd were there. But nobody sensed what heaven is up to except a thief, a criminal, a crook. In case you just join us, I'm preaching about the gospel according to a thief. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pharisees who are present, they represent the church of that day. But they didn't get it. They had no clue what heaven is doing. The Sadducees were the privilege in that society. They didn't get it. Judas think he was a nationalist. That's why he betrayed Jesus. He had no clue what he was doing. Herod represent authority. He didn't get it. The soldiers they represent militarism. They didn't get it. The crowd who represent the public, they have no clue what's really going on. Nobody says it. Nobody get it. But a thief. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says beside Jesus Christ, there were two thieves. Am I right about it? Two criminals. Two low down, no good. I could use some other language. One on the left. Another one on the right. Am I still in the book? 
But notice that Jesus was in the middle. So really, if you're following, if you're watching the movies and you're reading the scripture, right? Now we have three crosses. Am I right about it? One dying in sin. Another one dying to sin. But another one dying for sin. I'm trying to help somebody. In all you're getting, get understanding. Ladies and gentlemen, the one on the left, if you're watching the, the movies, he's trying to cut corners. Sounds like some of you. He's trying to play games. He's trying to make excuses. Notice what he said. If you are Christ. That's his way of saying, I'm not sure. I don't know. But if Ladies and gentlemen, he said, if you are Christ, then you need to save yourself and save us too. That's a symptom of fake Christians. There are many of them in the house. Hey, don't turn me up. It's a reason why God got you watching. Fake Christians. They are never sure of anything. You talk with them. I can tell they're just religious. They don't know God. How you doing, sister? I'm all right. Are you going to be in church Sunday? If God wills. You ever heard folks talk to you like that? There's always Eve. They don't know. They're not sure of anything. They're not sure that God is a healer. They're not sure that God is a way maker. They're not sure that God can save them. If this, if that, what if this, what if that? Those are Christians that come to church one Sunday and they're absent three Sundays. Don't look at your neighbor today. These are Christians that come on Christmas, they come on Easter, and they come on Mother's Day. <laughs> and then when they get in trouble, oh, reverend, don't reverend me. <laughs> draw unto God, and he will draw near to you. You play with God, you play with fire. Somebody needs to tell you the truth. You'll be amazed how many people, the only time you see them in church, right, is when they are harsh, when they are march, and when they are dispatched. How are you going to say you're a child of God? You only show up when you're a Christian as a baby. 
You're only sure when, when you get married. And you're only sure when they roll you to the front. This thief on the left say, if you be Christ. But there is no if in the kingdom of God. I've been telling you, develop a kingdom mindset. Some of you are very close to me. The reason why you have trouble communicating with me, I refuse to come down. I've been there. Religious. Had a seal. Having a form of godliness. With no power behind it. Oh, I'm through with that. And when God sets you free, you're free indeed. Stop talking about if this, if that. The kingdom of God is not a guesswork. If you're on your way to heaven, you know. If you've been born again, you know it. If the law has made a way for you, you know it. David said, if it has not been for the Lord, who was on my side? Tell me, where would I be? It's good to know, the choir said. You don't need to guess about it. It's good to know. Are you still here? The one on the left is what I told you is dying, he's dying in sin because he don't know nothing. But notice the brother, the thief on the right, my homeboy. That's who I want to preach about today. This thief on the right is dying to sins. He had a record. So is many of us. Some of our record is not written because you never get caught, but you have a record. Ain't nobody talking today. <laughs> Ooh, glory. Aren't you glad the deacons are not sitting in front of the preacher? This man recognized that the gentleman in the middle has done no wrong. He's a crook, all right, but he recognized that the man in the middle is an innocent man. Notice what he did. He began to rebuke the thief on the left. He said, hush your mouth. You know we decide what we're getting. You're a crook. I'm a crook. I almost see all God's children. <laughs> oh, happy Holy Spirit. Sometimes I get, I get to inform in my sermon. He said, how dare you? Be talking to this man in the middle who has done no wrong. Don't you fear God? 
and say we are here because of what we have done. He said, we deserve wrath of God. That's the first thing I'm talking to you about. There are many people in the church, they are missing out on God because you never recognize that you deserve wrath of God. You'll be amazed how many people, they call themselves born again. They are always holier than everybody is. They think they are more, more special. They think everybody is wrong but them. Even when the man of God, the woman of God is preaching his heart out, oh, he's talking about you or nothing. They are marching straight to hell and they don't even know it. This thief gets it. He knew that for all of his mistakes, for all of his wrongdoing, point number one, he deserved what? The wrath of God. Here today, you and me, we are dressed nicely. We smell good. All kinds of makeup. We look so churchy. But beneath all of that, underneath all of that good looking stuff, we are all a bunch of sinners in need of the grace of God. If I'm telling the truth, say amen. amen. Brother Pastor, how dare you call me a sinner? Yes, I did. I'll do it again. <laughs> the Bible says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says, all have sinned. That includes your pastor. From the pulpit, all the way to the pews. Don't leave out the, the singers now. Include them too. They are dressed up sinners. Every one of us, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Ladies and gentlemen, the Pharisees didn't get it. Those who are church people, the Sadducees, they didn't get it. But the thief, he got it. That's why he said, we deserve the wrath of God. Not only do I need to, you to understand that he got that part, then also point number two, see his wisdom. For those of you who are preachers, let me teach you how to preach. I'm using the letter W. All right? You have to learn how to prepare your speech and your sermon. Look at his wisdom. Brother Pastor, what about it? Notice he's a thief. He's never been to church. 
He's never been to Sunday school. He's never sing in the choir. He's never give one dime as offering. But he has wisdom of God. You can be religious and don't know God. The Pharisees were religious. They didn't get it. The Sadducees, Herod, the governor, Pilate, the crowd, all of them were there. They had no clue what's going on. Nobody gets it but this Steve. But just him looking at Jesus, he was able to determine that the man is innocent. Never been to church. Don't know how to sing Amazing Grace. Never be a part of any Sunday school. But looking at Jesus, he knew that the man is not a crook. Question, how does he knew that? How does he know that Jesus is innocent and he's never been to church? And he's never sang in the choir, never attended any Sunday school. How did he figure that out? Come on, sir. There's something called only a look. Ladies and gentlemen, he wasn't there when Jesus walked on water. He was not there when Jesus turned water into wine. He was not there when Jesus took two fish and five loaves and fed 5,000. He was absent. He was not there when the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of his garment. This thief was not there. He was busy as a street man. He was on the street doing wrong all of his life, robbing people, raping people, stealing from people. He wasn't there when the ten lepers were healed. So how did he know? I submit to you, he looked at Jesus. I've got to tell you a little secret about lawyers. You know, your pastor is a lawyer, you know. Now, all of us in the courthouse, the judge is a lawyer. You all know that, don't you? So don't be fooled by his black robe. He's another lawyer just like the rest of us. The prosecutor is a lawyer. The defense attorney is a lawyer. We're all from the same school of thought. When somebody walks through the door, we can tell if you're a crook. Just by looking at you. <laughs> now, we have been so trained and so professional, we would never show it. We'll shake your hand, oh, Mr. Julio, whatever you are. But we already know. Both sides know that you are a crook. How do we know? Just by looking. I come to suggest to somebody today, you need to take a look at Jesus. 
You've been teaching about him in Sunday school. You've been preaching about him in your pulpit. You've been singing about him in your choir. But you need to take a look. Jesus was, wasn't a teacher, just a teacher. Some people will say he was just a rabbi. Some people will say he was just a good man. Jesus was not just a good man. A crook know another crook when they see one. But many of you, you are busy in church, but you never take a look. One songwriter said, only a look. Just one look. Jesus is more than a good man. If you take a look at him today, your life will never be the same. If you are sick, he's your doctor in the sick room. If you are lonely, he will be your company. Are you still here today? If you are lost, he will give you direction. If you're hungry, he will be bread in the midst of a wilderness. Ladies and gentlemen, only a look will set you free this morning. I am sick and tired of people just going to church and never really taking a look at Jesus Christ. Here's my question to all of you, because I know you want to hurry up and take communion. If a crook gets it, why is it that you church people, Sunday after Sunday, you still don't know who Jesus is? A crook. A criminal gets it. Why not you? Ladies and gentlemen, if you look at Jesus, you can tell people who have already looked at Jesus. When you look at Jesus, you will feel something. You cannot really look at Jesus and not say something. You ever come to church and some people just sit down like a piece of log? And in their spirit is, I shall not be moved. And here the worship team says, he's a shelter in time of storm. If you have taken a look at Jesus and he's been a shelter to you, he will cause you to move. Ladies and gentlemen, I never understand. This is just me now. I don't understand how somebody can get up Sunday morning, you take a shower, you dress yourself up, you do your makeup, you pack it, ain't nobody talking now. 
you fix it. <laughs> and then you drive sometimes two, three miles to come to church. And then you get to church, the man of God is preaching, and you went to sleep. <laughs> I'm trying to say, I, 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 I said, no, this, this cannot be cultural. This must, there must be something I'm missing. If you want to sleep, stay at home. And sleep all day. But when you come to the house of God, you are to be alert and ready to serve God, ready to praise God, Somebody say, every time I feel the spirit moving in my soul, it will cause you to shout. I don't know about you. You can't keep me quiet. God has been too good to me. <laughs> I was in the doctor's office the other day. God is my witness. If you don't believe me, talk to uh, Mr. Bevel, Dr. Bevel. Hey. My blood sugar, my wife don't like me to talk about it. But, but you see, my life is, I'm, I live in a glass cup. My blood sugar was over 300. And the man told me, Pastor, if you don't slow down, you're going to die. That's why I gave you his name. Because some of you, you will never get blessed because you don't believe nothing. And I told him, the God whom I serve is able. Not only is he able, yes, he will. Do I have a witness in the house? I say, yes, he will. When you run out, he made a way, yes, he will. When you are sick, he'll touch your body, yes, he will. When folks are talking about you, he fights your battle. Yes, he will. I told him when I come back, you take all your readings again. The Lord who my son will bring everything down. So I went back this, this week. And he got on his knees and said, pa Pastor, I don't know what's going on. I said, I know what's going on. I told you what's going on. Then I told him my schedule for the week. He said, how do you do it? He said, he said the sugar level had come down to normal. Blood pressure, normal. It's the AC, normal. He said, how can this be? And I said the same thing I said before. The God whom I serve. He's able. You need modern religion. You need an encounter with almighty God. Take a look at Jesus. Your life will never be the same again.
That's why when they mention his name, oh, there is something about that name. Are you listening to me? I don't know about you. When I hear the name Jesus, something in my spirit begins to lift up. You know why? Because there is power in the name of Jesus. There is healing in the name of Jesus. There is salvation in the name of Jesus. I don't know who is living in your house that is still struggling with the world. If you put them in the hand of Jesus and you st stand back and watch what God will do for them. One songwriter put it this way. He said, there is a name. That's right. I love to hear. I love to sing. His word. He said, that name sounds like music. Amen. It's the sweetest name that I'd Oh! I love Jesus. Bread on my table. Roof over my head. Oh! Take a look at Jesus. He is greater than Buddha. He is greater than Muhammad. He is greater than Aristotle. He is greater than Plato. Take a look at Jesus. We need to stop playing church. Ladies and gentlemen, let me hurry up and finish. I've told you about our wrath deserved. I told you about our wisdom displayed. Now I want to talk to you about our worship demonstrated. While you are looking at people's record, people's history, I'm looking at your worship. This man says, Lord, preach on that all day. Did you know the Pharisees were there? They never called him Lord. Did you know the Sadducees were there? They never called him Lord. Here is a thief hanging on the cross and he recognized that Jesus is Lord. King Herod didn't call him Lord. The soldiers didn't call him Lord. The disciples, they ran away. The crowd didn't call him Lord. The only worship at the cross was by a thief. A wino on the street knew more about God than most people inside the church. Lord! 
Now you see why we sing, he is Lord. He is Lord. He's risen from the dead. He is Lord. Every knee must bow. Every tongue must confess that Jesus, he is Lord. I thank God that a crook gets it. And can I testify for a few minutes? I thank God that there are some crooks inside this house. We get it. <laughs> Don't be fooled by our clothing. Don't be fooled by our title. Don't be fooled by our position. We were lost. We were blind. But now we can see. Tell your neighbor, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get it. I wish I had more witness in the house. Who knows? But for the grace of God. You would not be standing here right now. I wish somebody's here who knows, but for the mercy of God, you would have born in hell right now. Oh, I wish I got me a witness. Maybe I'm just preaching to my own self today. I wish there is somebody in the house who knows, but for Jesus, I would have been locked up in jail right now. But he looked beyond my fault and saw my name. This man said, Lord, when you get to your kingdom, remember me. Oh, you talk about worship. I don't deserve it. I'm not qualified. I've done some things I'm ashamed of, but Lord, when you get to your kingdom, remember me. Is there somebody today that recognizes you need God to remember you? Is there anybody in the house that you know you need God to remember your children? You need God to remember you. You need God to remember your family. You need God to remember your city. Lord! When you get to your kingdom, remember me. Let me say this in conclusion. Somebody say in conclusion. So that my wife won't stop me. There's one more thing I want you to notice his wealth. I talked to you about wrath. I talked to you about wisdom. I talked to you about worship. Now I want you to notice his wealth. The Bible says Jesus heard him. And Jesus said, Today! I can shout on that all day. Somebody shout today. Jesus is saying, I'm not worried about your yesterday. 
I'm not worried about what you have done, where you have been today. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but God sent me to tell you. You see, religion is based on who you are, who you know, where you've been, your family tree. But here comes Jesus. Jesus look at that man, that thief on the cross. He said, today, regardless of what you've done, regardless of what, you have, what they say about you, regardless of your record, today, you will be with me in paradise. That's right. Somebody shout good news. You know what the good news is? God wants to give every, everyone a today. Your life is incomplete until you have a today. You ought to be able to point to the date, the hour. Many of you think you're safe, but if I ask you what day, what time, you don't know. In times like this, there are some things you can gamble with. If I ask you your birthday, you know that. If I ask you your, your wedding anniversary, you know that. If you have children, many of you know the birthday of every one of your child. Some of you even know the, the day you had the first kiss. Don't look at your neighbor. But then when I ask you, what day were you saved? Well, ah, 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 ah. Jesus sent me to tell everybody today. Not your yesterday. Not what you did. Not who you are. Not where you are. Not how much money you got. Today. You will be with me in paradise. That man become wealthy in God instantly. Now I heard God say, "This is the this is the gospel according to Joy Dara. This is Lenyap. Now the man is on his way to paradise, and then Jesus said to him, "See, this is not there. I add this to." In my sanctified mind, I can see Jesus say, Boo, you go right on to paradise. I'll be right there with you. Jesus, where you going? I got to go to hell and get Joy Dara. I don't want you to be the only one in paradise. I got to go to hell and go get Ray Ray. I got to go to hell and go get Susan. I got to go back to hell, but soon I'm coming to join. Somebody may be here today. You're not sure whether you're saved or not. Today, that's right, Pastor. Today, not tomorrow. Well, I thought I would, you cannot, you cannot guess about it. This is not a what if situation. You got to know that you 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 know you've been born again. And maybe somebody's here. You got children. You don't even know if your children are saved. 
Some of you, you're sleeping with a spouse in the same bed, but you're not sure if they're going to heaven. You can stand in the God for your loved ones. I'm going to ask everyone. If you want to be sure and be very sure, find your way to the altar right now. Pass me not, O oh gentle oh, Savior. Oh, my just the people at the altar but it's me oh Lord standing in the need of prayer it's me oh Lord standing in the need of your grace and your mercy it is me oh Lord standing in the need of salvation deliverance father we thank you today we glorify you oh God because you are good and your mercy is everlasting. Father God, I thank you for allowing us to be here today one more time, Lord God, to say, Lord God, I surrender. 
Lord, I surrender all to you. All to you, Lord God. Lord, I surrender my life to you. We surrender, Lord God, all that we have done, all that we are, all that we ever would be. Lord God, we surrender it to you on today, oh God. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord God, for your saving grace. Lord, we thank you today for your healing grace. Lord, I thank you today for your delivering grace. Oh, we bless your name, oh Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are the Lord, our God, that healeth thee. For Lord God, you were wounded for our transgressions. Oh Lord Jesus Christ, oh Lord God, he was bruised on Calvary for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon Jesus and by his stripes, oh God, we are healed, we are delivered, we are set free and we thank you, Lord God. We praise you and we glorify you for the victory at the cross. And Lord God, because of Jesus, we live. Because of Jesus, oh God, we are standing here today. And because of Jesus, we could go on anyhow. Oh, we bless your name on today, oh Lord God. We bless your name on today, oh God. Because Lord God, when we don't know any other name to call on, we can call on the name Jesus. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ, he is Lord. And thank you, Lord. Oh, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you look upon the man of God, oh, Lord God. Replenish him, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Strengthen him, Father God. Oh, God, continue to let him to preach and teach your word uncompromisingly and we thank you now lord god i thank you that all of our loved ones are saved i thank you that our loved ones are healed delivered and set free oh god in the name of jesus and lord when we leave today we're gonna lift up jesus because you said if i be lifted up you will draw all men unto me lord god draw them Draw our sons and daughters. Draw our loved ones, oh God. Draw them to you, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And Lord God, we thank you this morning. And Lord, we're going to continue to worship you this morning in our communion on today, Lord God. Lord, we thank you. You said that, Lord God, you said that as often as we remember you to do this, and we thank you, Lord God. In Jesus' name, you may be seated and prepare for your communion.
and serve. If you have not been served, please see your hand so that we can serve you. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 23 through 26 read, The same night the Lord Jesus was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave to his disciples, said, Take, eat, this is my body. After the same manner, he took the cup, and when he had sipped, he said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. As often as ye eat this bread and ye drink this cup, ye do show the Lord death until he return. Let us all eat and drink. This concludes our Sunday communion service. I'll now do the benediction. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you and lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Be blessed and have a great week. In Jesus' name. Amen.